Are you ready? Yeah, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Nation fam, what is going on? What is happening? Happy New Year to you and yours, uh, man. This is this is great. Starting off early with the with the hangover, it's going strong. Uh, if you guys were watching the YouTube stream video, not starting right away, so uh, you know, got to get those quick fingers back here in 2021. But it's the DGen Nation podcast. We're coming at you with the Week 17 DraftKings breakdown here, powered by the Fantasy Authority at Fantasy or at FF underscore Authorities, where you can find us on Twitter. We hope you guys are enjoying the new year. It's a Week 17 slate, so the fun is is happening, man. It's going to be an interesting slate. We're excited to get into it. Ryan Williams here, Ryan Alexander underscore W is where you can find me on Twitter. Join by my usual guys there, the Godfather himself, Mr. Kevin Steele at Fantasy Rat 13, and Maddie Buckets, Maddie DFS is where you can find him on Twitter, Maddie Dickinson. Fellas, how we doing? It's week 17, episode 96. You guys ready for this? Yeah, first off, Happy New Year to both you guys and, and all of our uh, listeners and, and followers out there. Uh, we, we made it to 1K subscribers on the YouTube channel in 2020, so let's uh, let's keep that arrow pointing up. Maybe we can... Maybe we can shoot for something big in 2021, like 5K subscribers by the end of end of the year. So uh, let's let's grow that, keep growing that channel. Um, I'm ready to grind this this week 17 slate. It's a, we kind of talked pre-show. It's a wild one. A lot a lot of games that mean something for maybe some teams and maybe not the team they're playing against. And then there's some shootouts and and, and really important games in the afternoon slate. So uh, maybe a week to you know go where you split slate it, play some early and play some afternoon and maybe not play as much on the main slate just with the amount of games we've got and, and the fun ones we got on the afternoon. So, uh, but I will say Cowboys are taking the NFC East division. Oh man, Maddie, Maddie calling it right off the bat. Oh my goodness. This is going to be fun. Uh, Kev, New Year's 2021. How are we doing? What are we looking like for this year? It's going good. You know, coming off, you know, as bad as 2020 was as a whole, uh, at least for the brand, uh, I think 2020 was a, success, a successful year. Lots of big thanks to, uh, for 2021, so excited about that. Um, if we are going to be doing a just some news and notes for TFA, uh, we are we are doing a NFL playoff challenge for a signed Miles Sanders jersey. So if you want to be in on that, all you have to do is reach out to us. You can email us uh, at or it said the fantasy authority one at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter at FF underscore authority, you know, any of our uh, Twitter handles, and we can get you in to that, uh, to that challenge. Like I said, it's absolutely free. It's going to be done through NFL.com. Um, wh- whoever has the most points at the end of uh, the Super Bowl uh, will win a sign. It's an authentic, our authentic Miles Sanders jersey. So um, 
you know, I, I don't think this is going to be some huge contest. So, yeah, there'll be a pretty decent shot of winning it. And, um, and you know, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. You can play against us and you can play against the other TFA guys. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, uh, you get a shot at winning a Miles Sanders jersey. So, yeah, that's that's going to be awesome. And we still have the we still have the two jerseys uh, that that went unclaimed from from last week as well, too. So, uh, Owen. Clayton, Josiah Fuller, if you guys are listening, I mean, get get in there and claim your guys' jerseys before we put them up for for auction or giveaway um, in, in next week's show. So uh, we definitely we're definitely excited. Uh, like Maddie said, I mean, to reach that one K plateau, you know, basically in the first year was was amazing uh, for the Fantasy Authority family, everybody included. So uh, definitely amazed amazed that everybody who subscribed to the channel, who watched the content, um, who t- who took a part in in the ride for the fantasy authority and the DJ nation podcast. And uh, we're, we're not done yet. We're here to grind week 17 with you as ugly as week 17 always is and how fun it always seems to be. We got a 15 game slate here. That's right. I, I said that 15 game slate. Uh, so it's going to be wild. And um, we'll carry that into the playoffs as, as well with you. We'll, we'll get the breakdown for you guys next week for the wild card going into the divisional rounds pretty much all the way up until the Super Bowl is how we do it here at the DJ Nation podcast. So know that, you know, if you still want to play and still want to try and win that money, that DJ Nation has got you guys covered. So, OK, guys, let's get into the week 17 slate. And um, I know that, you know, we we're kind of doing this on a Friday and, you know, we still try and keep it into the parameters of what we try to reach, give the guys the no more than 90 minutes that they have to listen to. But I just want to take a minute just to uh, pick your guys' brains here <clears throat> and you could take it however you want. But just from the week 17 standpoint, from in general, like how are you guys playing the slate? Uh, Kev, I know you had a way that you were going to attack this year um, that you weren't normally doing on the 16 weeks before this one. Um, I myself, you know, playing playing in cash this year and and playing in, you know, single entry tournaments and, and that as such, I just went in and reserved a couple lineups uh, to begin with. I mean, I'm really trying to save the bankroll going into the playoffs and it's been a successful year and I just don't want to go crazy in week 17 um, where there's so many, it, it, there are so many fun and interesting spots on the slate that we'll, we'll definitely talk to and can get into, but there's just so many ways too that I could see this slate going sideways. I mean, with so many teams that, you know, have, Play, you know, are the, are the Texans, for example, they're on the uh, afternoon slate, late game. Are they going to keep Deshaun Watson and company out there if the Titans are, you know, doing handling business, running away with the game, like taking control? Like, I don't know that. Like, what's going to happen in Falcons Bucks? Like, is Packers Bears? You know, they're going to garner ownership. Is that where the ownership needs to go on a 15 game slate? There's just so many different ways to attack it that I feel like, you know, playing um, very smartly and lightly, unless you have something that you feel uh, supremely confident in um, that you, you know, you want to take your chance in these tournaments here. But especially for me, like playing cash games this year, this is not a cash game week for me. So I just want to pick your guys' brain before we get into the quarterbacks as we usually do and kind of see how you're attacking the slate. Maddie, I'll start with you. Yeah, so I, I think for me, I'm just going to cross off any guys that I think have a risk of not playing the full game. And if they burn me by playing the full game, then so be it. But the downside, if they were to be benched, the downside is too big. And I think that, there are enough options that we know they're going to play the entire game 
uh, and have a good ceiling and a good matchup. I think there's enough options in that scenario that I don't need to play these fringe guys like the Bills. The Bills player, the Bills starters may play two quarters. I mean, their coach hasn't even has. They said that they're going to play, but he hasn't said our guys are playing the, the full sixty minutes. So I don't know. Are they playing one quarter? Are they playing two quarters? Are they playing four quarters? Like. I don't even want to mess with that. Give me like Ryan Tannehill in a must win game over Josh Allen against the, the Dolphins. Like give me scenarios like that. Um, and I think that there's enough of them that that's just how I'm going to approach it. Kev, let's say you for week 17, man. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm going to pretty much head into it with, uh, I'm going to be a little bit more cautious than I normally would. I normally kind of just go online every week. Uh, this week I'm not. Um, I do want to save some, you know, some stuff, some bullets for the for the playoffs, which we know is always lucrative uh, on this show. We always uh, kill the playoffs. So I do not want to go all in on a slate. I will say this, that I think the, the one of the, the ways that I'm going to handle it is I'm going to play probably uh, throw a few bullets into the main slate. And then I'm going to break it down from the, the early only and the afternoon only slates, uh, make it a little bit smaller uh, slates. And then from there, uh, I think that's probably the best way to go. I know for me, I think people are going to look at this and really I think all the ownership is going to come in on the games that matter the most. And I think getting a little bit different and finding a few spots, mainly teams that you know we know have been out of it, that we're not really worried about them resting any starters. Uh, for example, I think one that I'll, that we'll be talking about is the Chargers. That I think that that's a good spot to go to. That is not going to garner the ownership. The Chiefs are pretty much going to be sitting most of probably anybody that really matters for them. Um, if some of them do play, it's going to be maybe a series at most. So you know, you're talking about Justin Herbert, who has slayed this year, probably going against the Chiefs' number two defense. And so I think just finding some different ways to get uh, different, I think will go a long way and separate yourself from the field. But I, overall, this this slate is a lot like either either it's kind of like preseason or NBA DFS, right? Like re- there's a big leverage to be had and mm-hmm. monitoring the news and understanding what, you know, what having the best idea of how this is going to play out and what's going to happen. Cause if you're not paying attention to the news, well, trying to build lineups, you're dead. You might as well not even play because like, you're going to have to be monitoring the news even on Saturday on Sunday to see what comes out, see what information we get and then really making a decision from there. Yeah, no, uh, Kev, that's that's a great point. And, and one that we've talked about multiple times this season here on the DJ Nation podcast is like just being in tune with what's going on and following the reports, you know, and we we've made fun of, of Ian Rappaport time and time again on on the on the show and others. But, you know, again, it, the news is still news. Right. And so even if he's tweeting something, if you don't believe that to be true, it's definitely something that you want to monitor and see what other outlets are saying about that particular thing or just what is coming out, because as we're we're recording this on Friday and Fridays usually, you know, usually we're doing this on, on uh, Thursdays before we would even get the injury reports. And we've done some shows on Saturdays, but now I'm seeing like my Twitter's blowing up with all the injury reports coming through from teams. So you definitely want to look at that, look at what starters are resting, especially on the defensive side too. I don't think people are going to take into account, like, especially with the Ravens, for example, I know they're in a, a win to get in situation, but they've got a ton of guys on their defensive front seven banged up as well. That could, you know, kind of factor into that game of just, you know, is it going to, are they going to be able to run away heavy with it against Cincinnati or are they going to, you know, maybe struggle if some of these defensive guys are out when we just, you know, I know it's the Houston defense, but Brandon Allen, uh, I don't know what the hell got into him in week 16, but if that carries over with him into 2021, it could be interesting, but um, let's let's get into the site, guys, and talk about some of these quarterbacks. And we could start it off here just with 
I'm looking at DraftKings in the pool, and it's just hilarious because they still have Pat Mahomes listed. So, guys, don't play Pat Mahomes. He's not playing like Chad Handy's playing. I'm not sure if they'll change that before Sunday, but I could see some guys going in there and just being like, oh, like I'll I'll play Pat Mahomes just because if there's a casual player who's out there, you're just listening to that. Like, please do not um, play guys who are not playing. Keep an eye on that. But we do have uh, guys who are in interesting spots here. I mean, like I said, the Ravens, they're in a must-win game. Uh, Bears need to win as well, or or they would need an Arizona loss later on. So like Mitchell Trubisky, I know will will catch some steam. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's still they're still the number one seed for the NFC is not locked up. So like the Saints could still get there. The Seahawks actually still have a chance to get there if the Packers were to lose um, and some other things happen. So that's crazy. In the AFC, you got guys playing for stuff with uh, the Titans, the Colts, Browns, Dolphins as well. Um, And Dolphins rolling out two of their uh, as Fitzpatrick is now on the COVID list. So very interesting here. And as we're talking, I just, before I get into quarterbacks, just talking about the teams that have the highest implied totals. I'm not sure how this is affecting you guys, but I know the Titans and Colts are both at the top, I believe with like 31 or just over 31 there. Vikings actually come in next like going against Detroit with a 30 uh, implied total there. And I know the Bucks, Ravens, Packers, Saints, Raiders, and Seahawks all have over 26 implied uh, from what I was seeing, if that's changed, and Maddie, you're the line movement guy, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I know those teams definitely have something to play for. So as we're talking about quarterbacks here, I'll start it off, and then Kev, I'll actually go to you next. Um, I mean, Lamar is a guy that I wrote down first and foremost. Uh, the Ravens need to win to get in. They're going against Cincinnati. He should be on the field. It's a good rushing matchup for them. I mean, there's not really much else to say uh, with Lamar when you're getting him at an 8K price tag on DraftKings, and he can definitely pay that off. Um, I know the running backs will be popular. I'm not sure what Gus Edwards price is, but I know Dobbins is like 6,700. So you're talking about 1,300 more for Lamar and Dobbins is in a time split share there. So I just feel like Lamar does everything in the offense. He's going against the Cincinnati team. There's no William Jackson, I believe, for Cincinnati. There's really not much that I need to be talked into to have exposure to Lamar this week. I do. Uh, and Maddie, I'm curious to hear what you say, because we've talked about the Titans. I feel like at nauseum this year uh, for 16, 17 weeks. So I'm curious to hear what you, to hear what you say about Tannehill, but I do like Deshaun in that game. If this game could stay close and Houston is not a team that has been getting blown out. And I know that he comes in at a price tag of 7,700, uh, which is kind of daunting. And, and I hope that kind of keeps his price down because this is a later game and, you know, people will still try and, and figure out ways to get to these 12 PM or 1 PM guys. But you're looking at, you know, Titans games. We talked about it a lot. They have gone over um, tremendously, like all season long. These games have been shootouts. The Titans defense has not been good. And so you're looking at Deshaun Watson on the other side and these teams just played. Um, not too long ago, and he had some success against them uh, going for, or the, it was a while ago, it was back in week six, but he did have some success against them. That was a 42 to 36 game uh, that they were playing against. And, you know, he's got, even without Will Fuller, he's still been pass ha- passing at a heavy clip, um, even with David Johnson back there now, he's been involved in the passing game, which is what we thought David Johnson was going to be originally. So I think that this team, you know, especially if they get down, I think Derrick Henry will garner some interest um, and all the t- Titans guys. But if points are being scored, definitely like Deshaun Watson. 
Um, I will I will have some interest in in a guy like Rodgers, too. It, it makes it tough for a guy like Rodgers because, you know, you want to play him with a Devontae Adams um, to kind of get that exposure there. They're both high priced. And so you kind of really are hoping for ceiling games there. And this is a road game for them going against the Bears. It's a divisional matchup, second one of the year. Um, not saying that, you know. I'm not going to predict one way or the other how the game is going to go, but it could be um, uglier than people ex- expect. So from a DFS standpoint, I just want to temper my expectations there. But I'm going to go down to to two guys. One one guy comes in in the mid-range, I believe, and one guy is cheaper. Um, I'll start with the cheaper guy first is Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is, is going against uh, a team in the division here that it's – it is the Cowboys. And so they still have a shot at at winning uh, the division, as crazy as this sounds. And so Daniel Jones, is if he's healthy, he's 5,100 going out there. Evan Ingram and, and uh, Shepard are banged up. I do like Darius Slayton. We can talk about that at wide receiver, but he makes for a cheap stack. And I do like getting some Dallas exposure on the other side. I think that makes for an interesting game stack that not a lot of people will get to. Um, they said that Daniel Jones will be in the pocket, which is a little bit disappointing. I would love to get some of that rushing upside from him, but maybe, you know, that's just what they're saying and they still do rush him out there. But uh, Daniel Jones in that game, I, I do have interest in him just at that price tag and what you're able to do. And then in the middle range there, I'm looking at Kirk Cousins. You know, if there's no Dalvin Cook out yes. there and th- this is a game against Detroit. And I think that, you know, it's funny, Maddie, because I think we think about things a little bit differently. The way I see it is that, OK, Tom Brady just obliterated this defense in a half of football. So Cousins is going to be popular. But that that notion of Kirk Cousins not being good, like still carries weight. And so you have this team that's not playing for anything. Kirk Cousins is on the road. It is Kirk Cousins. I don't think people will just look to play him. They'll just be like, oh, I don't want to do it. And you're looking at, you know, Thielen and Jefferson, they come in around the same price tag. But these guys have been just absolutely studs for the fantasy season. I love getting exposure uh, to the passing attack here against Detroit, who has not been able to stop anybody. It's been it's been clear as day. I mean, Blaine Gabbert came in in the second half and was able to get things going right away with Gronk. So uh, the, attack, the weapons that he has with no Dalvin Cook being out there, Madison will garner some interest. It, the way that you attack Detroit is you can detect them on the ground and the pass too, but just at 6,300 and leverage play in tournaments, I really like him this week. Um, I forgot who I said I was going to pass it to. I think Kev, Kev, you're, you're up. I'm going to pass it to you and see what you're doing at quarterbacks this week. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I already talked about Justin Herbert, but I do like Justin Herbert at 7,100. I think you can sack him with uh, Alston Eckler or, you know, if you want to go Jalen Guyton, Johnson or whatever have you or Parham I think is also a good call that I know Maddie had last week at tight end um, without Hunter Henry is going to be out there so like I said the Chiefs the Chiefs are going to be resting most of their starters here in this game and so um, you know I think uh, this is a game that you could target I know a lot of people aren't going to want to play this game I don't think there's going to be any ownership here and so I do like Justin Herbert as leverage off some of these other quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill who's at 7k Um, you know Aaron Rodgers is 7400 so you know, we've seen Justin Herbert ceiling this year, and he can easily drop 30 points on a defense. So um, I do like uh, Justin Herbert here. And this is a game, to be honest with you, that probably Anthony Lynn could be looking at his last game as a head coach. And I know that Herbert this week came out and supported 
Anthony Lynn. So maybe they rally around their head coach here to try to you know keep him his, keep his job. But regardless of that, I like Justin Herbert at seven at seventy one hundred. Going down, I do like the Kirk Cousins call at sixty three hundred. I think he makes a lot of sense going against Detroit. That game could be a really uh, a pretty big shootout, especially without Dalvin Cook. I think that really changes things because if Dalvin was out there, I mean, you know, maybe you expect you know him to get you know majority of the touches here in this backfield. With him gone, you know, I think that uh, that that changes things a little bit. And then it's, it, the the one thing I like about about Cousins is you know where the targets are coming from. Like you know that. You just you just you know attack Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. You don't have to you know he's not one of those quarterbacks who sits there and is going to distribute the ball all over the field and all these different guys. So it's a pretty easy stack to make with with Kirk Cousins going down a little bit further. Um, I don't mind Mitchell Trubisky at fifty six hundred um, going against Green Bay. It's a game for their life, uh, you know, for their playoff life. They have to win to get in. Um, I guess. Technically, the <laughs> Cardinals could lose against the Rams, but that's going to be a pretty tough task to to happen. Um, <laughs> But if that happens, then, then Chicago would still get in. But regardless of that, this is a game that the Chicago Bears absolutely need going against Green Bay. Um, hate to see uh, what uh, David Bakhtiari is out for the year with a torn ACL after he decided to talk shit. Uh, you know, there was a lot of karma people out there this week, uh, you know, uh, giving it right back to him after saying that what he wanted to beat the dog piss out of out of the Bears or something this week or something like that. And then he, 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 he tears his ACL. Uh, I hate to see that. But, you know, I guess that's what you get. The other guy I like, and I, and it, I like Baker Mayfield at fifty five hundred. I think it's too cheap. Pittsburgh's going to be resting a lot of their starters. Uh, T.J. Watts out. Uh, Cameron Hayward's not going to be playing. You know, this is a game that the, obviously the Browns absolutely need. The, you know, they, after just dropping um, just an embarrassing game to the Jets, but they were missing all of their wide receivers. All of their wide receivers are going to be back. The Browns absolutely need this game. If you look at Baker Mayfield over the last month of the season, like he's played really well outside of last week. He is um, right up there. Uh, I think he's third in the league in passing yards over the last over the last uh, four games. He he has been uh, much better uh, recently than he, than he was earlier in the season. And so I I mean I really wanted to play Baker Mayfield last week, but had to come off of him once all their wide receivers got ruled out. But at fifty five hundred, Baker Mayfield in the game that they absolutely need. You know, uh, I like that a lot. You could go to J- him and Jarvis if you want to pair him with Kareem Hunt. That's that's something you, m- you possibly could do. But I don't love that. I'd rather pair him with, you know, Rashard Higgins or something like that. But I, I do really like Baker Mayfield at fifty five hundred as well. That's no, that that's interesting, Kev. I was definitely looking at him. Is he he's coming off of one of his worst performances I think I, I've ever seen uh, from him. It was, it was crazy um, with the fumbles uh, going in as well there too, but definitely missing off his offensive weapons uh, hurt him. He gets the team back there for the most part. I think that Harrison Bryant was one of the guys, not to say that he's, you know, a stud, but he was one of the guys on the COVID list right there, opened up the facilities back today. So everybody should be fine and, and ready to go. Who's going to be out there playing. Um, I will say I will say that that call though I don't understand that call because the ball never hit the ground so it bounced out of his hands and then Cream Hunt caught it. I don't understand why you can't move the ball forward at that yeah. point the ball never hit the ground so like I I don't know like the, to me that's a call like the NFL should look at in the future because I that seemed like a terrible call to me as long as the ball doesn't hit the ground or anything like that what the fuck does it matter right that I couldn't believe uh, that play as well definitely you know. It, hurt hurt their chances and put them in the situation that they're in uh for this week of losing that game but um you know shouldn't come down to that point <laughs> at all against the jets but here here we are so uh maddie talk to us about quarterbacks man how you doing 
Uh, first off, I just I just want to say I'm shocked that Kevin didn't bring up John Wolford. <laughs> no, no oh, interest. Have mercy. I'd rather play Chad Henney. Okay, I'm I'm shocked just because Wolford does have he he's got rushing upside. Well, then why not I mean, just just play just play Beathard then? He's going to be without Cup, so and they have like no running backs, which we'll talk about. But yeah, I was just yeah. I was just shocked that I was I was waiting for the 4900 John Wolford call from the top ropes from Kev, but we didn't get it. <laughs> but uh, no, that I, I mentioned this is a bit of a wild week, uh, especially on the main slate with so many games. Uh, I mean, you guys know I'm usually a, a three to four team guy, but I think this week I'm going to venture into like the more of like the six to seven team range, just because there, I mean, there's six guys that I'm looking at that I just can't really decide, you know, which guy I want to leave off. So I'm just going to kind of rapid fire these guys real fast. Lamar Jackson, we talked about him in a must win game against Cincinnati. Like, how do you not have interest there? Uh, Deshaun Watson, you guys mentioned him. Uh, Tennessee, we've targeted the Tennessee games all year because they, they have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, it's it's a shock they've won as many games as they have, but that's a testament to how good their offense has been. Uh, and and Watson, the Houston, the Texans have been playing for nothing over the last couple of weeks, um, and Watson's still been crushing. So I expect him to not really let off the gas. He's thrown for nine 300-yard games this year, which is kind of wild. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, so I do like Deshaun. Uh, Aaron Rodgers against Chicago. Uh, Chicago's missing two. Ryan, you joked one and a half starting corners because Buster Screen's kind of kind of doo-doo. Uh, so I do like Rodgers there. One one guy you guys kind of skipped over, and, and Walido mentioned him in chat as well, is I like Russell Wilson this week. The stack, because I'll like have to it. check. I like it too, Betty. I'll, 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 I'll have, to, I'll have hey, to look hey, and see if, if – I mean, okay, then you sell me on Russell Wilson because th- this this team has went complete complete. Uh, they've, they've been Lynch days. They've been awful. Seahawks, right? Their defense has become so yep. much better. They're, 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 and that's yep. one underrated thing that you continue to talk about with Seahawks. Like you, you know, earlier in the year, their defense was terrible. You wanted to attack yep. them. You wanted to play these games because there was going to be shootouts. But now the Seattle defense has been terrific. Uh, really, over the last month, month and a half of the season. And this game feels like it's going to be very slow pace. It's going to be very few opportunities. And I think that, you know, while Seattle has a shot to, to, to take the number one seed, it is a low chance um, th- th- that, that it happens. And it's still there, though. And the two teams that can take the one seed from them, them also play at 430. So they right. won't know what's going on. And to the, in their minds, maybe they are scoreboard watching and, and see a blowout or something from the Packers or, or the saints early in the third. And they're like, okay, well maybe we back off our guys. But for me, I just think, so while I do think, yes, the game script could be kind of gross. I, how many times have we seen Russ get there on minimal, minimal volume? Uh, Like Mm -hmm. he can throw for 330 yards on 28 attempts because of the weapons he has. And if you look at pricing for his weapons, like DK has been at over nine K uh, leading up to this week, and Tyler Lockett's been over 7K leading up to this week. Uh, and now you've got Metcalf at 7,300 and Lockett's at 5,800. Like, these guys are getting massive discounts because of how bad the Seahawks' offense has been. But, I mean, we all know that Russell Wilson is among the top five quarterbacks in the league, and he can turn it on any game. So, you know, he- heading into the playoffs, and they're playing for the one seed here, like – I just I think I'm gonna take a stab on him in tournaments. Like if you told me Russell Wilson broke the slate, which we just saw Andy Dalton shred this San Francisco defense, 
uh, recently too. And I will like to see Sherman and, and Ward still be out. Uh, I haven't really checked their injury report, but if they're out, it's just, I think wheels up for Russ and Kev, like you're saying, I, I think everybody's going to be off him because of, you know, how he's played over the last month, month and a half. Like no, nobody's going to play Russ when they can play all these other guys that we're talking about. So I definitely think that, you know, with how cheap the weapons are, like if Metcalf was still 9K and Lockett was still 7,500, uh, I would be off of it. But Metcalf being 7,300 and Lockett 5,800, like you can even one off those guys if you don't like Russ. Like those guys are way too cheap. It's it's stupid how cheap those guys are. And they always get there on, lo- on low volume too. So um, I definitely like Russ. Uh, you guys mentioned Tannehill against Houston. He's great leverage off Henry. Uh, love the Cousins call. Uh, he's great leverage off which it sounds like we're going to get Madison chalk this week again. And we saw how that went uh, a few weeks back. So uh, that'll be interesting. Um, so, yeah, those are really the six Q- QBs that I'm on. Uh, and I don't really see like I feel like all all six of those guys have a have a tournament winning upside this week. So uh, I'm just going to play all of them and kind of expand my expand my teams. So for this week, uh, the 49ers injury report is they will not have Richard Sherman or uh, Kiwan Williams, but everybody else is active. And then on the rest of that, Javon Kinlaw and Kevin Givens on the defensive line and then Dre Greenlaw. Um, Kittle's good to go, right? Yes. Uh, the only, only the offensive pieces, uh, there's no Brandon Ayuk and Correct. Nick Debo Samuel. Yeah, right. so Kittle's such an easy run back. If you're if you do play Russ, because I don't want to play any Seattle tight ends. No, you. I mean, you can't on a 15 game slate. You can't by any good measure or or any good feeling play a Seattle tight end this week. I do. I I do agree with you, Maddie. And I had Russ written down. I I missed over on my saw Alito put that in the chat and absolutely was was on that too. I mean, I I scrolled through the wide receivers like three times because I was like, where the fuck is Tyler Lockett? Exactly. I I missed him. They're like, did they Um, leave him out of the pool? And then you get to 5,800. You're like, what? No, and I will say uh, too, and and we can talk about this as well at running backs too. Like I would feel much better about Russ if Carson somehow missed this game. And I know he's questionable and he's been limited at practice, but that would be absolutely um, bananas for me because just how Carlos Hyde is being used in the passing game too. Like, um, they they could definitely you know get get him involved in the passing game and if Carson's healthy like that I would just think that they would still be utilizing him in a game that they may you know may they they may not need to have this game like if the Packers do what they need to do and the Saints go out and do what they need to do then it might just be a foregone conclusion and that's another thing about monitoring the news too Maddie that I feel like like what is going to happen you know with these teams who will definitely be invested in some way shape or form in these noon games like Seattle's going to be paying attention especially with Pete Carroll at the helm like this dude fucking loves to follow along what's going on in the news so they're going to be paying attention to the new games I think Tennessee will be paying attention to the new games so it makes some sense to kind of have leverage spots available for your teams like if your 1 p.m teams go kind of crazy and you you know you're got it like if you play a Justin Herbert like Kev's saying and you know the rest of your team kind of has like some of these guys that are a little bit popular in the Tennessee Houston game and some of these other games that are going to be popular then make pivots and see what you can do you know on these teams in spots that people aren't going to um as news change and evolves I think that's kind of interesting uh you guys have anything else at the quarterback position before we move on to running back 
Nope, just can't play Russ. Can't do it. Won't do it. He's <laughs> this this offense just isn't the same offense that we that we saw earlier in the year. They they want to run the football. They're back to they're back to let's pound the rock. Let's pound the rock. And I think that's what they're going to do. It's just I get it. Like I think I I mean obviously he has a ceiling of you know 35, 40 points, but we haven't seen any ceiling from him since like week seven. Of, of the season, you know, sure. like they have continued to just pound the rock. I can't imagine now all of a sudden they're going to be like, Hey, all right, guys, wheels up. Let's, 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 let's turn the burners back on. We're going to let Russ cook all of a sudden, uh, you know, week 17 in a game that, well, yes, they could get a first round by it's not likely. So I, I doubt they do a whole lot to put themselves in a bad situation. Somebody get hurt, have, you know, something like that. So I don't know. Like, I, I just think there's better spots. I, I get the play, and I think he's going to have zero ownership. So on that part, you know, I think he is a nice contrarian spot, but just not a spot that I can that, – that I would like to play, especially as expensive as he is at 7,300. Now, his his um, pass catchers aren't as expensive as they, as they once were. But I feel like if, if it happens, I would rather – I would rather get like a one off of DK or a one off of Tyler Lockett versus I'm good with that. You know, versus going a whole game stack. Uh, and I and I like that too, Kev, because you're it's very rare that both of those guys pop off. So even in the interest of playing Russ, like I wouldn't have a Russ Lockett and Metcalf um team, especially on a fifteen game or two. Like there's just so so many ways I feel like that, that could go wrong in, in the ways that it's been shown in the past. Um with you know, if if Kittle hits, then great. But if he doesn't, you know, at the tight end position too, and you spend that 5K for him as well, like I just think you're really hindering your team. So I, I do like just going the one-off route, even if you are playing Russ there. Uh, before we move on, though, I did want to talk about one guy. I don't think we talked about him at all or brought him up, but like Tom Brady uh, going against Atlanta here, uh, the Atlanta defense that has been much better, but much better at stopping the run. And, you know, with the I'm not sure what's going on with the Ronald Jones Leonard Fournette situation there in Tampa. But I mean, this Tampa team where they they're pretty much like set. I don't really think they have much that they're playing for here. And so, like, we could see Arians pull these guys like very rapidly or soon. But I don't know. I mean, it's a home game for them. It's against Atlanta. Atlanta has not proven at all that they're going to bench Matt Ryan or do anything to the nature of that. So, like. Uh, do they play this in a competitive matchup or is this just not a spot that we can trust? And the, re- the reason I bring this up too is more, not even more so for Brady purposes, but just the pieces and the weapons too that are starters. Like, what are you guys doing here? I'd rather just play Calvin Ridley from that game and move it along because I think Atlanta's just going to okay. play their guys like they have been because they've got no reason to sit anybody. But Tampa Bay, they are, are they're locked into basically locked into what is it? The, they have a berth. I don't know what seed they're locked into, but they can't really do anything. Um, and not I believe, having, uh, I believe they're locked into the five seed. The five seed, yeah. So they would be playing like Dallas or or whoever wins the NFC least uh, right. is who they would play. So, I mean, not not having a bye. I just feel like, I mean, Arians has said he wants to play his guys. But it, to me, it's, it's just like the Buffalo situation. Like these guys could play one quarter, they could play two quarters, and then get benched. Yep. They could play um, a drive. They could play one drive. Yeah, it, it very well could just be a preseason style. Uh, get your reps in for you know however many plays they're going to set, and then just stay healthy going into next week. Um, it's just like I said. I mean, we talked about what six or seven guys that we feel good about playing the entire game and good in high upside spots. That I just feel like I don't need to go get cute trying to go with Brady if there is a good chance that he's benched 
at some point in the game. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't do it on like Kevin and I were talking about three max and, and things like that. Like it's so hard to to trust that. But if you were playing in like a 20 max or in a large field tournament, it does have some interest. I mean, you know, I was looking back with the Patriots days and he, he was so just comfortable in that offense and had been there for, you know, whatever um team years. And so I don't think he felt like he needed ever to play in week 17 because they had so much, you know, that they had already had the number one seed secured or they were just so, you know, they knew that they were getting a buy or whatever. And now you have this Bucks team where it's like, do they want to just kind of keep this offensive momentum rolling in to the wild card, you know, team, uh, league when you're talking about the Packers are up there and the Saints are up there. And if you were to make it to the Super Bowl, you're playing the Chiefs or, or maybe the Bills or whatever. Like, I just don't know, you know, because it's his first time with the team. So, as much as I want to say, like, they might sit or they might not play the half, like, they, they could. And, and in tournaments, I feel like that's an interesting way to go because of the the weapons on the other side and how the way that you attack the Atlanta team. And if that game kind of gets weird, I, I don't know. Week 17 is weird. So, you know, everything uh, – I always think everything into play. And if he's not getting ownership, I kind of I kind of like that route. But let's let's talk about running backs this week because we kind of talked about some of the, these cheaper guys like Alexander Madison. He's 6,100 this week. Um, should be popular with no Dalvin Cook. Uh, you go back up to the top. I mean, Derrick Henry – and Alvin Kamara both. I mean, Alvin Kamara just won people fantasy championships. Uh, they're loving what they saw there. It's a New Orleans team here going against Carolina. Um, Carolina's shit, dog shit against the run. So he's 9,500. I expect him to catch some steam regardless. Uh, Derrick Henry, 9,400 going against Houston. How do you beat Houston? You beat him on the ground. Uh, team just got ripped up by some RGP Ryan and, and Gio Bernard. And so you're looking at Derrick Henry coming in here. And I mean, man, it don't matter if he don't catch passes like this dude should be able to run all over them um, in this game. But still 9,500. That's a tough price tag to pay for him. Then you got David Montgomery at home. He's 7,700 now. And this is a game against Green Bay. And like I said, like, I just feel like if you're I'm paying 7K for a skill position uh, for the Bears, I'm going to go to Allen Robinson at wide receiver. I did that last week, too, um, and, and Montgomery was able to still kind of, I won't say get there because he didn't have a score that he had to have, but he's been he's been doing well. I mean, he's been putting up great numbers. Recently, the way you can attack Green Bay is on the ground, and it's going to be you know cold here in Chicago, and if they're going to make the playoffs, they they need to get both Mitchell and, and David Montgomery you know, car- carrying the load there. So they're going to have to play against one of these top-seeded teams. So definitely you know, a lot on the line there. But at 7,700 on a 15-game slate, it's just tough for me to get there on my main builds. Scroll down a little bit. You get to Jonathan Taylor at 7,400. Now, Jonathan Taylor, I love this week. Um, Jacksonville is going to be absolutely depleted across the board. They won't have James Robinson. They won't have DJ Chark. They won't have Colin Johnson. They're starting uh, Glennon, I believe. And so Indy, they need a win. How are you not giving this dude the rock? I mean, he just went for 74 and two against Pittsburgh has really been great. The past couple of games, I believe in the last five games, he's seen 18 or more uh, rushes. So you're loving to see that 90, Eight, I believe, is his rushing average. Um, this is a, a just a nut spot for him to kind of go off this week. I will have some Madison, but again, he's going to be popular. So I'm looking down uh, a couple hundred dollars. You get to a guy like Kareem Hunt, who's at home, and now Kareem Hunt. This offense is is all healthy now. Um, it is a 
going against a Pittsburgh defense, but they don't have Cam, Cam, Her- Cam Hayward or uh, TJ Watt suiting up for this game. So they should be able to, you know, move the ball pretty easily here, um, even with the secondary starting. And Kareem Hunt is very, very involved in, in the passing offense from time to time again. I think he makes an, an excellent tournament play this week as people will kind of look at Chubb and want to play him probably from the Cleveland side. And if they're not playing Chubb, they'll go to Landry, who's back healthy. And Kareem Hunt will go under the radar. And he's 5,900. But, in, you know, when they've needed um, to – win and put up points like he's definitely been on the field he's in the field for the red zone looks um i I think he'll be heavily involved this week and more so than than people will give him credit for um and then the other kind of cheap guys that i'll look to and maddie i'll toss it to you uh i do have interest in melvin gordon this week um denver you know their implied total being you know around 25 or whatever it is like i I felt like that was kind of high but it is a raiders team that they're going against and i mean they they've showed us that they're going to give melvin gordon the ball i mean whenever they can and this team's not playing for anything right now and maybe you know they still try and see what they got in drew lock before they get into the draft here but at 5700 with melvin gordon i like what you can get out of that with no philip Lindsay. um royce freeman isn't really much of a threat I don't I don't feel like. And so he, he should get a majority of the work there and and should be able to pay off the price tag easily. Uh, I do have interest in as I go back up, I skipped over him, but I wrote him down. I do have interest in Miles Gaskin um, in that game with with Tua starting. But he does have a hefty price tag, too, I guess. But he's he's been amazing for this for this offense, whether it's Fitzpatrick or Tua. So I definitely expect him to get involved. And then the last cheap guy that I'll talk about is Gus Edwards at 4,900. I do have interest in Lamar, like I'm saying, but I think people will go to Dobbins next. And I feel like if they're getting away from this game, like they could just let Dobbins go out there or Dobbins, they could let Edwards go out there and just kind of take it home for them. And on limited volume, this guy has just been putting up numbers left and right. And you know, what better, you know, you talk about the efficiency is great and he might not get there, but it's, it's Cincinnati. I mean, at home, like he doesn't need like to do that much to to get, to get off here. But if they're up by, you know, 21 points or whatever, it's headly in hand by the third quarter. Like he could get a whole quarter of work by himself with him and justice Hill as Mark Ingram has been a healthy scratch in street clothes the past two weeks. So I do like some interest in in Gus Edwards as well um, this week, Maddie, what say you at the running back position? Where are you looking at? Yeah, so uh, there's actually been some crazy news that's come out in the last 20 minutes or so that I've been ch- following on Twitter. But Alvin Kamara has tested positive for COVID. Uh, oh, jeez! They just put him on the COVID list, and it sounds like if the Saints don't get a bye, he won't even be eligible for their first playoff game. Oh my goodness! What? Because so it's Friday I now. Mean, yeah, Isn't it's it a ten week days. Though? It's ten oh, days. Ten day. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. And so now, so I mean, we get Latavius Murray now against Carolina this week, but now also Kamara is going to be out for the playoff game, it sounds like, if they don't get a bye. And with the Saints knowing that, you know, they'll be without Kamara first round, uh, they're going to try, I think, as hard as they can to win this game against Carolina to get that bye um, so that they have him back for their first game. So I would anticipate all all the Saints guys playing the entire game. Uh, and I, I really love Latavius Murray here. I know that's not really fair. You didn't have that information when you, uh, when you no, were no, going no, through no. yours, but uh, yeah, 5,600 uh, in a full 
three down roll in a must win game against the god awful Carolina run defense, I will have a lot of Latavius Murray. Just like a hundred percent Latavius Murray. Yeah, just, <laughs> just push the lock button and move on. You've seen you that, that dude's ceiling. Whatever without without mm-hmm. uh, Murray or without Kamara on the field is insane. I think two games last year he had over thirty fantasy points in each of those. Yeah, he is gonna smash. But what yeah. so I saw the tweet from uh, Pelissero here come through, which doesn't talk about like the close contacts or anything like that. So are we going to know like about that going in? Like, do we think that Latavius Murray will be ruled or deemed a close contact, so to speak? I mean, because like with the Browns last week with Jarvis Landry mm-hmm. and, and Higgins and uh, whoever else was on that team, like those guys were all impacted, and so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if, if Latavius Murray's out there, yeah, I'm playing him. But, like, are we going to know, like, if we're getting Latavius Murray or not? You know, it's Friday now, so lots to unpack there. But Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess there's two days' worth of testing still left, right? Because they did right. they go through Sunday morning tests, right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. I guess we won't know till Sunday morning what the deal with that is. Um, I guess they, yeah, I guess that's definitely a situation you got to pay attention to. Um but if he's out, I mean, you have to like guys like Emmanuel Sanders, uh, right? Because he becomes their entire offense essentially. But yeah, that yeah, would be that would be insane. Jared Cook. Yeah, Jared Cook. That's a wild situation. So just make sure you keep eyes on that because um, that's definitely one of the biggest news pieces of this slate. Uh, but I'll just I'll, again I'll rapid fire running back because there's a lot to like, um, and you and you mentioned most of them, so I don't really need to go into into too much depth, but. Uh, Derrick Henry in a must win against Houston. That's an obvious uh, Nick Chubb in a must win against the Pittsburgh defense that hasn't been very good at stopping the run uh, this year. And really over the last month, uh, I like him. Eckler, we, the, we've talked about the chargers. Uh, Kevin likes Herbert, uh, but the chargers haven't really been playing for much anyways. And Eckler still continues to see over 10 targets a game. Like it's stupid. Uh, so I really like him against Kansas city, which we've attacked them with running backs all year. Jonathan Taylor in a must win against Jacksonville. I like him. Um, Gaskin, I love the Gaskin call, Ryan. Um, Miami in a must win, and we just saw how good Gaskin is uh, last week when he uh, absolutely shredded. So I really like him in his second game back off of COVID. Then obviously Madison's a good play. If you're not playing Cousins, we talked about Latavius Murray just now. I love the Melvin Gordon call. And then Malcolm Brown is the other one I want to throw out there. Cam Akers is highly questionable with an ankle injury, and Henderson's on IR. So if those two guys are out, Malcolm Brown will not come off the field at 4,300. Yep. Now, I mean, without Goff like, and Wolford or whatever his name is being a running quarterback, I guess there's a chance you know, that Brown doesn't see a ton of dump-offs. But it's still at 4,300, he's going to play a ton of snaps. And maybe even 100% of the snaps if those other two guys are out. So I definitely think you should get exposure to him. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. And I know he was – I'm not sure what his status is uh, now on Friday, but I know he was limited earlier this week with the shoulder as well too. So just kind of funny um, to think about the, yeah. the Rams needing to win this game and really only having uh, Robert Woods and, and Higby like healthy for them. Yeah, no cup, yeah. No cup, yeah, it's just wild. Uh, Kev, talk to us about running backs, man. How you feeling? Yeah, well, I mean, things just changed quite a bit uh, drastically. Camaro <laughs> uh, being out now. Um, you know, uh, I think Nick Chubb at uh, seventy six hundred. Uh, I think makes uh, a ton of sense in a game against Pittsburgh. 
Uh, like I've already mentioned, Austin Eckler, absolutely love him. The dude gets hammered with targets. Uh, with Justin Herbert going against the Chiefs number two. Jonathan Taylor is at a great spot at 7,400 against Jacksonville. Jacksonville has just fucking been a train wreck. Um, what What is your guys' thoughts on David Johnson? I mean, two weeks in a row of, of dropping, you know, big-time fantasy production, going against Tennessee. He's 6,800. Could be good leverage off of Taylor and Eckler at guys that are, that, that are you know, more expensive than he is. But, um, you know, we saw his pass-catching work fall down uh, from the – we knew that was going to happen after he had what eleven receptions in week f- week fifteen, and now in week sixteen yeah. he only has three receptions. But you know, another big game last week for him, and he's only sixty eight hundred against a Tennessee team that is awful on the defensive side of the ball. So I do think David Johnson is interesting at his price tag. Uh, he's somebody that can get you thirty points. But for the guy that I'm really interested, I love Miles Gaskin at sixty five hundred. He is too cheap. He should be seven K. The guy. Uh, basically handles about 75 to 80% of the workload. I know people were didn't really know how much he was going to be utilized last week um, coming off the injury and for Miles Gaskin. But at 6,500, uh, the guy that gets that kind of workload against a Buffalo team that you can certainly run the football on, um, I like Miles Gaskin a, a lot. He This is a game, this is a must-win game for them. Uh, you know, um, So I do like Miles Gaskin a lot at 6,500. He's also involved in the passing game. Um I think DeAndre Swift is certainly in play at 6,300. I'll have some Alexander Madison, but if he's going to be super popular, but I don't know how popular he's going to be now with, you know, mm-hmm. Latavius Murray now mm-hmm. cheaper than he is in a, in a spot where he is yep. also in a great spot, you know? And so I don't know how much Latavius Murray is too much Latavius Murray at this point, to be honest with you, because he's cheap enough that you can kind of do whatever you want, kind of um, where he's not like super expensive. And he is is a hundred percent too much, Latavius Murray. Yeah. <laughs> it it really isn't, Kevin. But it, I think the the builds are going to be that people are going to play Latavius Murray with Henry because they can now. Um, you know, even even when you're talking about fifty six hundred, it's not four K flat, but it still gives you enough leeway where. Henry's 94 and kind of with how this slate kind of presents itself with 15 games, like people will find a way um, to get both of those guys in there. Um, And so I think by playing, you know, a Murray with a guy like Gaskin um, and saving that salary to go up at quarterback and and wide receiver and tight end, you know, playing Kittle at 5k or what have you, like that's going to be a way to kind of differentiate on, having, you know, 100% or overweight on Latavius Murray is how you play him. Because we just know that people will, these 9K backs, like there's no Kamara. So now you just have Henry and people will say, okay, like I'll play Henry um, to kind of get all all the points there, quote unquote. Like that's that's how the thinking goes a lot of the time. So I think builds this week just became a lot more fun because of that Mm -hmm. way to build. I agree. I think Madison sees a dip in ownership now, for sure. And I, I like the idea of playing both of them. I, it feels like a three running back week to me. Like we haven't had many weeks where we talk about this many running backs. Like usually we're like, okay, there's three or four guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We feel really good about when we just lifted up, listed off like eight people each that we feel great about. Um, so I may just play, you know, on most teams, just play Madison, uh, Murray and Henry and see where I can, what I can build around that. Yeah, that, that's very interesting, Maddie. Because, yeah. And I mean, we're getting like five more games on a slate than we're typically used to or over mm-hmm. the past couple weeks we're used to, too. So it does open a lot of things. And yeah, it's interesting as we get into wide receiver, kind of what people do, because, again, I, I still, you know, kind of feel this mindset that people have not caught on to the fact that you do not need high priced wide receivers in order to win GPPs like these guys who are in the lower range are deaf. There's going to be guys, especially on a 15 game slate where you can play some of these lower end guys and people will still play the Calvin Ridley's. They'll still play AJ Brown. They'll still play DK Metcalf um, it, as one-offs and not kind of, you know, in a situation where uh, the lineups kind of make sense. So I'm, I'm curious to hear where you guys are at with uh, the wide receiver position. And I guess we could use that as the segue to get into the wide receiver position. Unless you, Kev, did you have anything final to say about running back before we move on? No, I was just going to say that, I mean, I think, but I don't really know if it's really necessary on this slate with so many different, pretty much the full access of every single player. But like Daryl Williams for the Chiefs at 4,800, if you're looking for value somewhere, like I don't hate it. Le'Veon Bell sounds like I doubt he plays. We already know Clyde edwards is ruled out. So Daryl Williams is also somebody that they utilize heavily in the pass, the passing game. I know I saw someone earlier mentioned Darwin Thompson that – they're not using Darwin Thompson. Um, <laughs> Darwin Thompson can't handle a full workload. And so, not even in week 17, Kev? No, that, uh, that, that that ship has long sailed. But I do think like Daryl Williams could end up saying like 20 touches in this game. And so, um, you know, we still have Andy Reid calling the plays, designing this offense. So I think with Chad Henney, you know, we can see a lot of dump downs to dump offs to Daryl Williams as well. So at 4,800, I don't hate it. Like, I think it might be a little bit thin because of all the options now we have on the slate with so many different, you know, in the cheaper to the cheaper range. Now, you know, now with things opening up with Latavius Murray even more. So I don't know if it's something you really have to get to on a typical slate when you're talking about like, you know, a 10 or 11 game slate. But if you're playing the, the afternoon only. Uh, slate maybe looking at a guy like Daryl Williams, who's only 4,800, who is likely going to be the, the bell cow here. Yeah, that that's an interesting uh, take there, especially because, yeah, Dar- Darwin Thompson, I saw he was even making waves on Twitter, Kev, like not even in the chat here. He was, people were talking about him on Twitter. So uh, D- Daryl will definitely, I feel like, go overlooked just because Darwin Thompson's name for whatever I don't know what people's fascination oh, is Wait. with that guy. <laughs> I, I have not ever understood it. Like ever since he came out, people have loved Darwin Thompson, and he's been a fucking bum the entire time uh, he's been in the league. Um, I guess I guess the only other guy that you could possibly like four K would be Rodney Smith because he's like going to be the starter for the Panthers, but he is going against the Saints. Who the Saints' run defense has still been fantastic. But with Mike Davis not going to play, Christian McCaffrey's not going to play. Um, yeah, Rodney Smith at four K is also a capable pass catcher as well um, at four K. But again, probably a super thin play. 
No, for sure. I don't know if you need to necessarily go um, that route this week. But again, right. you're playing 20 max. Uh, you know, you want to have exposure to, to some guys. And, and you know, if it allows you to get the other guys that you love, then by all means, get to it. Um, let, let's head over to wide receiver guys. And uh, I'll kind of start it off and, and um, I'll toss it to you next, Kev. I'm going to start off actually at wide receiver in the low end range, as we usually start off in the high end range. And you guys feel free to kind of talk about these guys at the top, the Adams, the uh, Ridley's, the AJ Browns and things like that. But I really do think, you know, on this slate, it does make it interesting to kind of get weird with some of these cheap end guys. And I'll start at the $5,100 range here, which isn't all the way down, but down enough. And it's Russell Gage. Maddie, I know you brought up Calvin Ridley, but Russell Gage with Julio Jones being out has just been absolutely involved in this offense. And I know he only saw the, I believe it was five targets last week um, in the Chiefs game. And the Chiefs have been really stellar at, at stopping wide receivers. And Calvin Ridley is Calvin Ridley. Like he was able to, you know, go out there and get his, but um, again, now we're talking about, you know, another matchup that is going to be tough if they do have Carlton Davis out there as well. And Russell Gage should be able to find ways against the, the other guys in the secondary to kind of get involved here. If Matt Ryan is going to be at the home passing the ball um, a ton, I definitely have interest in Russell Gage. And then Michael Gallup for Dallas at 5K. I mean, he's not in the 3K range anymore, but 5K is just too cheap for what his usage is in this uh, in this offense. And I use usage as an NBA term, but like seriously, like the snap share rate and the target share that he is getting um, with Andy Dalton, who feels comfortable in targeting him, like has really, you know, Lamb was able to get there, but he scored on the, uh, on the onsides play late. And then he had another like crazy rushing play to kind of get there. But it really is like Gallup and Cooper that are kind of taking that work there. And, and Dalton's been awesome at just, you know, keeping all of these guys involved. Like I really, I just do love this game um, from a standpoint of, of fantasy purposes. Like I do, I like Darius Slayton too at 5,100. Like if these guys are banged up in Ingram and, and Shepard, like Darius Slayton has not, or I believe he might be 4,100 actually. Um, Darius Slayton has, you know, definitely all the upside in the world. And with Daniel Jones being banged up, I know it's been a kind of a rough go for him, but he's still been getting targets. I was looking at his, his freaking logs and I couldn't believe like what he was seeing here with eight targets, nine targets, eight targets in the past three games. And we know that he's like a home run play uh, waiting to happen. Like, if he's able to get loose against the secondary, I definitely love him. Uh, I do have some interest in Visca, LaVisca Chanel at 4,200 with Jacksonville's uh, now offensive receiving court being uh, depleted with Chark and, and Colin Johnson set to miss. And uh, he's been involved as of late. He's a rookie. Like against the indie team, like what what he should be involved heavily in this game to be able to get everything going. And especially with no James Robinson as well, too. Like we've seen him utilized in the backfield early on um, in this week uh, in the in the early on in the year. And with Glenn in there, low a dot, like I definitely have some interest in him. And then the last cheap guy I'll mention is Darnell Mooney. Like if I'm going to play a guy in that Green Bay and Chicago game. Like, give me some Darnell Mooney, who's had five targets uh, in almost every game since week 11, that bye there um, for Chicago. Uh, I know Allen Robinson, he got the two touchdowns in that first uh, matchup there. But I, I do think that, you know, in a must-win game, like the Packers will commit, like not only Jair, but more 
secondary help to make sure that Allen Robinson doesn't get going against them because he, he, he goes just as far as the, the offense goes there. So I, I mean, I, I always love Allen Robinson. I definitely like him in game stacks, but if you're talking about trying to get a one-off exposure from that team, or even a secondary option to pair with Trubisky, if you're playing him, I, I love getting to Mooney. And then, yes, yeah, we scroll up like, yeah, those guys at the top, I, I do have interest in, but um when we get into the the middle range here, I mean, I, I will have some cootie. I think um, he comes in at too cheap. And I do like Tyler Lockett at 5,800 just to get exposure to that offense. Like if I'm not playing Russ and I don't think you need to, but if one guy's going to pop off and I can get 5,800 Tyler Lockett off of a discount of DK Metcalf, who's 7,300, like, please, by all means, just let me, let me be able to play him and, and be able to do some other stuff at offense. Well, if I'm, if I'm paying up for wide receiver, I mean, I do love Devontae Adams. He has a chance to, you know, break the slate and he's have the, he's on it um, with the secondary depleted for Chicago, but Justin Jefferson has been the dude, um, this, this kid, the rookie coming in here for my, for Minnesota. I mean, how lucky do you get with trading Stefan Diggs and the talent that he's been to replace him with a guy like Justin Jefferson. Um, he's been absolutely incredible. Adam Thielen has also been, you know, doing his thing there, but it, at 7,400 and Jefferson's $200 more with the touchdown equity that Thielen's seeing, I think he'll get, he'll, he may be a little bit more popular. At least that's what my hope is. And it's just a turnstile defense that they're running there in Detroit. Like both of these guys are in play. If I have interest in cousins, I have to play both of them. But if I was forced to pick one guy it would be the rookie there who has just been absolutely stellar this year. Kev, what say you wide receiver? Yeah. I mean, I think, <clears throat> Starting with a guy like Devontae Adams, who obviously has just as high of a ceiling of anybody on this entire slate. I don't know if his his ownership is going to be as high as it probably should be. And with people now wanting to re- really play somebody like Derrick Henry, who has the safety without without Alvin Kamara out there, could lower somebody like Devontae Adams' ownership at who's at 9,200. Um, I would rather play Devontae Adams than play Derrick Henry. Um, I was going to that's the question I was going to ask you guys because I just tried while Ryan was talking I was trying to build a team with both and it's really hard to do. Yeah, with both so, Henry and Adams. Yeah, like you've got to okay. you've got to you've got to punt a couple wide receiver spots. Um, right. It's tough because I mean they they combine for like almost 19k, which is a fifth of your salary or 20 percent of yeah. your salary. I think I signed with Adams too. Are, over Henry. His numbers are absurd this year. I yeah. mean it, it's ridiculous what he's done and. Not a full season. <laughs> yeah, leading all wide receivers and and, and and fantasy points and missing <laughs> almost three games. Ridiculous! Oh yeah. my god, he's he's been he's been he's been nuts. But he yeah, did the, he did the hold my beer to Alvin Kamara last week. <laughs> but no, go ahead, Kev. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, but I, I really do like him um, at 9200. I would, I like I said, I would just feel more comfortable playing him uh, in this game against the Bears than playing somebody like Derrick Henry. Which I mean, I don't hate Derrick Henry at all, but uh, so I, I just prefer uh, going with him uh, in that price range. But you know, without talking about a lot of the guys you talked about, I love Jarvis Landry at 6500 against Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, again, I think he's going to see a lot of uh, positive matchups going against uh, this Pittsburgh team, who's going to be without. Uh, a lot of their defense, especially their top two pass rushers. So uh, I think Jarvis Landry does make a lot of sense at 6,500. I like Marquise Brown at 5,900. He has a high ceiling. We haven't really seen that ceiling from him this year. They haven't. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been fucking terrible at the um, at the deep ball this year. He just continues to miss them. But, you know, the guy continues to score touchdowns. He's I think he scored a touchdown in like four of his last five weeks. And – 
you know, in this game against Cincinnati, Cincinnati will be missing, uh, or sounds like they're going to be missing their top corner, right? Um, what's the wise name escaping me? Well, is it ja- Jackson? Jackson, William Jackson. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to be out this week, which uh, which would be big news for Marquise Brown. Uh, you don't have to worry about that on that side of the ball. So, you know, if you want to play Lamar, I don't mind stacking with a fifty nine hundred dollar Marquise Brown who could smash, you know, who could easily go for 140 and two in this game um, against the the Bengals. Going down a little bit further, um, uh, if you want to talk about the the super cheap range, guys, I really like Jerry Judy this yes. week. Yes. Um, going against the Rams, or going, Rams, going against the Raiders, the Raiders' defense is fucking trash. And so it's it's not a it's not that hard of a of a place to get to. He's coming off a game where he was targeted 15 times against the Chargers, six for 61, had 180 air yards in that game, did not find the end zone. Um, but I think this is a get right spot for Jerry Judy and this this entire offense with Drew Locke. So I like Jerry Judy quite a bit, especially at his price tag at 4,200. If you're looking to pay down a wide receiver, I think this is a really good spot to do so against a really bad Raiders defense. So I like Jerry Judy at his price. And then, you know, I, if you want to play like McCole Hardman, I think you can do that against the Chargers at 4,200. I don't know what to expect from Chad Henney. And you know what he's going to look like because he's not even he. I mean, he's not even the dude that played last year when Patrick Mahomes went out. He was hurt during that span, so we don't really have a whole lot to go off of with Chad Henney. And so, but I don't hate McCole Hardman at forty two hundred. Um, you know, Byron Pringle is another guy that's thirty nine hundred. But that, all those spots feel just way too thin to me. I do like the Darius Slayton call at forty or forty one hundred against Dallas. Um, I, I definitely don't mind that. He's somebody that I think that's uh, a pretty. That's a little bit too cheap for him, but I get it because he hasn't been heavily as, as utilized in the passing game. But if they're somehow without Evan Ingram, or it uh, looks like Sterling Shepard is good to go to play, so that I'm not worried about that. But uh, if they're without Evan Ingram, they're going to need that big play threat. So I do like uh, $4,100, uh, $4,100 uh, Darius Slayton. Hell yeah. Maddie, what, what say you at the wide receiver position? How you feeling this week? Uh, I like the guys at the top. Uh, the obvious ones, Adams and Ridley, we talked about them. Diggs, I have concerns about that them playing full snaps. We talked about uh, liking Cousins, so I definitely like Jefferson and Thielen, which Jefferson needs 111 yards to break the NFL rookie receiving yard record. Um, oh he's God. 110 behind Anquan Bolden. Thielen needs three touchdowns to tie Randy Moss's Viking single-season touchdown record. So there's definitely incentive with no Dalvin Cook there for Cousins to just throw 50 to 55 times and get those guys uh, whatever records they need. So uh, I really like the the Minnesota guys against Detroit who won't stop anybody. Uh, we already mentioned Seattle. They're too cheap. Um, Tennessee guys, obvious. We play them every week, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Pittsburgh, I haven't seen if – the Pittsburgh guys are going to play a full complement of snap because I mean, big Ben's out. So you would think the wide receivers don't play much. Right. And if that's the case, you've got yeah. Mason Rudolph to James Washington shower narrative. Uh, James yeah. Washington's yeah. 3,500. Uh, so I think he's interesting. I love, I love the giants calls from you guys, Shepard and, and Slayton. Both of those guys are, are great plays this week. Um, the Jerry Judy call, he might be my favorite wide receiver of the week points per dollar. 15 targets last week, and that was after KJ Hamler basically died on the field. So no Hamler again this week. Um, 15 targets is definitely repeatable. Playing against the Raiders, who are who are god awful. Yeah, so I love that call, Kev. Uh, glad you brought him up. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There really is a lot to like this week. This this slate is insane, and I just think if you're only playing a couple teams, this will be the week to try to play a little bit more than than what you normally play. Um, and I didn't I didn't even mention like any of the Chargers guys. Like Mike Williams is 5K. Uh, I think he's a great play. If Keenan Allen, have, have we seen an update on Keenan Allen? Is he going to play? I think he's out. He's out on the COVID-19. Yeah, so, I mean, then you've got Guyton, 3,400. Uh, even the the Tyron Johnson, 4K, he's interesting uh, as well. So, yeah, it's a wild yeah. slate, man. It, it should be a fun one. I, as, I mean, as it should be with the 15, game, yeah. 15 games on tap. It's crazy. Well, there, there's uh, a lot of value right. too because I mean, like Rashard Higgins, who he was priced up, I believe, last week, and now he's back down to 4,500. Who yeah. Baker Mayfield has a strong rapport with, but never Rashad Higgins, though, right, Kevin? <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I guess you get you you, you got to adjust, right? Because I mean, uh, <laughs> week, week 13, 14, he's up 21.5 and 18.8. I mean, they continue to target the guy. What about <laughs> like, uh, like again? It's probably a little thin because I, I just don't really know what to expect. But I do think, um, where was it? Oh, Gabe Davis. So uh, Gabe Davis and John Brown, right? You guys didn't talk about these guys, but no Cole Beasley mm-hmm. for uh, um, for the for Buffalo. And I, yes, I know it could be a little bit thin because of the fact that maybe they don't play these guys the full allotment. But John Brown sounds like he should be back this week. He was activated from the COVID list on Friday. So it sounds like he should be ready to go this weekend if he's able to play. He's only 3,600. Gabe Davis is only 3,600. Like I said, they're missing Cole Beasley. He won't be out there. You know, maybe and if they want – I think one of these – I mean, Gabe Davis likely plays – still plays the entire game. I, I don't, agree. He's not going to sit. Yep. I agree. Right. Diggs, right. Will, Diggs will be the guy that comes out. Right. And John Brown, they'll probably want to get him – Back into game yeah, flow, he's missed game. a few games. Yeah, yeah. you to get him some good reps. Uh, he won't play the whole game, I don't think. But I mean, there's no reason for him to. But yeah, I I like the Gabe Davis call. I, I think that's a, a great call. Um, yeah. I mean, the matchup isn't great against Miami, but if he, I guess he has to play slot snaps, right? Like he he that is the guy that would. He's the guy that plays slot when didn't Beasley miss time earlier this year? Miss a game or came out of a game early or something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Davis slid into his role. Like he, Davis has just filled in for whichever guy has not been out there. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife style. Yeah, no, he. I can yeah, pull he, up. Uh, I can pull up PFF slots stuff real quick, Ryan. If you want to. No, I, I do like that call as, as well, Kev. Because yeah, he's he's. A, I mean, no, these rookies, especially the stud ones, like who are cheap. Like I talked about Visca and and Gabe Davis, like who have had roles in their offense, who are going to get run here. It's week 17 as these, you know, starters either get rolled out or are resting. Um, definitely, definitely have some merit too. And John Brown does make for an interesting tournament play. I mean, you're, t- he is going to be like uh, under, I don't want to say 1%, but probably under 2% owned, like not having played for however long of a time. And especially with the starters, you know, the thoughts of the starters are going to be resting or some to speak, but I do like what you guys are saying with getting him back ready for game uh, shape as they get into the playoffs. And he'll definitely, you know, be utilized there as they get into the playoffs. Um, so that th- those those are both uh, interesting plays for me. 
Um, loved the James Washington call. Maddie, another guy that I had written down there with their college experience that they shared, him and Mason Rudolph. Um, you know, Mason's out there. I don't think we do we have we ever had like a revenge game narrative? Like that's what this is shaping up to be here with Miles Garrett named captain from the Browns, Mason Rudolph back starting. This was a, a game ender uh last year, one year ago, like this is just hilarious to me, um, the way this game kind of shades up just from a narrative perspective. But um, definitely love that. But, yeah, I mean, Mason, Mason Rudolph is bad. He, he's he's bad. He's terrible. Uh, but, you know, if he's going to get anything going, I think he'll definitely lean on James Washington um, out there for sure, especially if Cleveland's, like, putting up points to enforce their hand. Like, they're not going to – you know, who are they going to, they're going to run Benny Snell like 20, 24 times because Connor's not going to be out there. So like they should be in a situation where they're forced to throw. Um, the other guy that I like too is, is Valdez Scantling. You know, Alan Lazard's on the injury report, you know, it's Friday. So that report could definitely change, but he only, he saw the same amount of snaps as Lazard last week and only saw a couple fewer snaps than Devonte Adams. And so he's going to be on the field. It was a snow game. Uh, last week at home, they really didn't need to kind of throw deep. They just were able to have their way with the Titans here. And now they're going against the Bears. And if you're talking about Jalen Johnson being out and screen being out, Maddie, like they should be able to try and find Valdez deep for one. And at the 3K price tag, not 3K minimum, but whatever is 3.5 or 3.6, whatever he comes in at, like for him to just get one, you know, deep, like he's going to pay off. Um, in a game script that people love. And they, again, you know, so many times people have talked about playing the Packers and the Packers are in a great spot and need to load up on them. And he goes overlooked. Like people will play Adams, people will play Tanyan, people will play, you know, of, of course, Jones and AJ Dillon now. Um, I think people will play him if they can talk themselves into Packers running away with it. So he'll, he'll definitely go overlooked. I, I do like getting uh, some exposure to him. Yeah, so I just pulled up the uh, the Buffalo snaps. Beasley's played 89% of his in the slot, which is obvious. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie comes in at second at 69%. So I think once – if Diggs rotates out of the game, I think you would see Gabe Davis slot into the Diggs role and then McKenzie would play slot in Beasley's role. Okay. But until then, I mean, Davis still has played 33% of his, his routes have been in the slot, uh, which is very similar to what Diggs has. Um, and then John Brown's only 8%. So John Brown's definitely staying outside. And then I think you just see a mixture of guys rotating in, in and out of the slot between Diggs, Davis. And then if if the Bills do bench their guys in the second half or whenever uh, Diggs comes out, I think Davis just slides into the Diggs role. And I, I think you could see 10 sure. targets. No, I, I, I like that. Um, the final thing, and Kev, I'll, talk, I'll pass it to you before we get to uh, – tight ends here as we get into tight ends of defense so we could do those rapid fire. Um, AJ Green could be his last game as a Bengal. Uh, and, you know, if Tyler Boyd and T Higgins, again, if Friday, so I'm not sure what the injury reports are saying, but, you know, if this is his last game, if Zach Taylor, you know, has any rhyme or reason to kind of, you know, let him go out with a bang um, here against Baltimore. And if Baltimore is missing some of those secondary pieces that we kind of alluded to at the top with their, their all their defense being banged up, I think that's kind of an interesting spot. I mean, that's not one that I would go crazy with, but if I had like a, a Lamar team or if I had a, a Baltimore like mini stack, like I could see myself playing in AJ Green in this final game with Cincinnati. Like that's the type of weird stuff that kind of happens in week 17 where those kind of narratives can come into play. But it, it is just a narrative. It's not crazy, but I wanted to mention it because this could be final A.J. Green-Bengal game. What about Van Jefferson? 
at 3K. Yeah, but without, probably, uh, probably the backup connection with Wolford, too. Yeah. For sure. I'm game. Well, Lito just let me know that Tyler Boyd and Higgins are both good to go. So it could be thin there. Um, not as Definitely not as much interest as with either of the two of those guys being out, but still the last game. Uh, let's go to tight end here. And tight ends, you know, definitely interesting. We can cross off Kelsey at the bo- at the top of the board there. Darren Waller comes in at 7,100. Just so tough to play Darren Waller. Like, I know he has he does have those weeks, but at 7,100, like, I, I just won't do it. Uh, 6K for George Kittle. Now we're talking. Um, you know, he's a, a $1,000 more than he was uh, last week. But still, just, I mean, when this – it was just funny, like, watching this game because I was playing him in that Saturday slate that we were all a part of. And I had a, 100% of him at 5K. Like, I was just like, whatever, it's a Saturday slate. I'm just playing him and I'll, you know, figure out everything else. But uh, it, he was on the field. He is running routes. Like he caught a pass and then they're like, okay, get him off the field. You get rest. And then, you know, maybe when we get in the red zone, we'll put you in or whatever, but he, it, it wasn't consistent drives for him. And so, you know, that's something that you definitely have to worry about, but I mean, it, you know, still with the limited snap share that he was seeing, like this dude's still putting up double digit points at the tight end position. Like if he can get into the end zone, I think the, uh, CJ Beathard missed him on one has this college connection there with CJ Beathard. Like this dude, he, he's just, I, I just love George Kittle, like got his contract. His team has nothing to play for still wants to be out there with his, guy still wants to play um what's not to love about that so I, I love getting to George Kittle this week um the only other tight ends that I'm interested in I, I like Noah Fant this week going against the Raiders um he's 4,400 uh was not even really considering Jerry Judy all that much uh, because of fan at tight end but uh definitely like getting exposure to the game as I've mentioned Melvin Gordon as well too so uh, they, they even though these teams are not playing for anything, they're still having a high Vegas implied total for the game. So like that game, uh, Detroit with Hawkinson. I mean, Chase Daniel, like all he can do is throw it to the running backs and the and the tight ends as we or if it's David Blau, even um, we could see that as well too. So Hawkinson, he he's got the talent. I, I definitely love him. Uh, a, a guy that I do have a little bit interest in, which it really feels thin, but it's the tight end position, so fuck it, is Hayden Hurst uh, going against Tampa Bay here. Um, not really, you know, all that solid of a matchup. And I talked about Russell Gage, how I like him. But at 3,700 with Hayden Hurst, like he has been getting uh, volume as of late with five targets in back-to-back games here against KC and, and Tampa Bay earlier before. I had only four for 21, but did catch that touchdown there. I think he's involved in the game, so definitely a venture to him. And then Jonu Smith at 3,800 in that late game, too. I mean, that's just an easy way to get exposure to Tennessee. Loving what they're doing with Jonu here, whether it's in the red zone or outside of it, like Tannehill is definitely looking for him. It's frustrating because Ferkser and whoever the other fucker's name is for the for the type, Pruitt, I think, these guys get <laughs> looks and it's like what the hell because John is just so good but uh you know if they if this game is is putting up points John should be um involved in there somehow I would like it more from a game stack perspective but at 3800 you know uh definitely have interest in him uh cheap, cheaper than that there's not much that I'm looking at I mean I, Dalton Schultz maybe I could I could play him but uh I'll let you guys talk about options that you're you're on and maybe I'll miss this up there Maddie I'll start with you yeah, I love the Kittle call up top. He's definitely my preferred tight end if you can get to him um, as a one-off or if you're stacking with Russ. Mark Andrews, I love pairing him with Lamar. 
uh, 11 targets last week. First time he saw over 10 targets all year. So his role definitely increased. Uh, You mentioned Lazard being questionable. I hadn't seen that. Um, So if he were to miss, Robert Tanyan smashed in in all those games that Lazard had been out. So I think he's really interesting as well. And Chicago has been bad against tight ends. Jared Cook is really interesting with no Kamara. Irv Smith, I like him in a cousin stack. Uh, I think Kyle Rudolph is out again. Keep going down. Uh, Aikens, I last time when I uh, took down the slate with the Houston Tennessee stack back in like what was it week five or six or whatever, uh, I played Fells with with my Watson team. Uh, so I love running Aikens in the same exact matchup. Here we are in week seventeen. So Aikens with Watson, I love that stack. And then Kev, I'm going to ask you: Is Ricky Seals Jones going to play the Travis Kelsey role? No, I think it would be Dion Yelder. Okay. Because I would, I would have interest. We know Seals Jones can catch passes, so I would have interest in if he was going to be the main guy. But um, if it's going to be a, like a gross situation, or if Yelder's going to play, then obviously Yelder's the better play. Yeah, I think it would probably be. Dion Yelder. He's been out there. Ricky Seals Jones hasn't seen the field since yeah. week six. So, um, yeah, I think it would be Dion Yelder. Because I feel like isn't Henny a guy that loves to target the tight ends? I haven't looked, but well, they, also like have, they also have Nick Kaiser. He had a little bit of a role earlier in the year, and he kept fucking he fumbled, and he kept dropping balls, and just had like a terrible game. And he hasn't really been seen a lot since. But they also obviously he it wasn't a big role, but it was kind of like what Blake Bell had last year for the Chiefs um, where he kind of came in as the number two tight end and and got opportunities or same thing with uh, – I can't think of his name. Went to the Bears and uh, the Browns. Anyway, um, but, yeah, I mean, it could also be Nick Kaiser. I think it would be between him, them two, Yelder and Kaiser as the other – as the tight end. Okay. So then don't – I wouldn't – honestly, it sounds like it's like such an unknown that I don't think you need to really get cute with it. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Like I'd rather probably – at that point, I'd rather just play Parham. From from LAC, yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of Parham, I mean, if you look at him last week, he ran thirty three routes, um, was targeted three times, played eighty four percent of the snaps last week, went two for forty seven, uh, no touchdowns. But yeah, I, I think I think he definitely made. He's what twenty nine hundred. Yeah. So I do like that quite a bit um, as well. That you know, if, if you're whether you want to play him as a one off or in a stack with with Justin Herbert, I think that that that, that makes some sense as well. But in terms of this tight end, like I love George Kittle, 6K. I'm not telling anything anybody doesn't already know. Um, I do like to know a fan call. I like Austin Hooper, especially with Harrison Bryan out. I think that opens things up for him. Uh, I love uh, $3,800 against Pittsburgh. Again, I, I think he is in a great spot. Um, I don't mind Tyler Higby, especially with a, with a backup quarterback. Um, could see more opportunities there. And with, with Cooper Cup out, um, I think that is an interesting play. Um, other than that, um, I was—I don't mind Chris Herndon either. Oh boy, uh, he's twenty-eight hundred. He had his best game of the season last week. He finally, you know, found the end zone. Uh, was targeted four times. Had eight targets the last two weeks. At twenty-eight hundred, um, he is a—you know—obviously an athletic guy. Uh, somebody that. Uh, our very own Cody Kutzer liked heading into this year who he missed miserably on. But 
<laughs> I don't think it's a it's a lack of uh, I don't think it's a it's a it's a Chris Herndon problem. I think it's a Adam Gase problem. Yes, because I, I do think Chris Herndon. As, is as most player. of the problems with the Jets are. <laughs> yeah, and but if you look at him last week, he ran eight, he played eighty two percent of the snaps. He ran thirty routes. His routes have gone up each of the last three weeks from nineteen to twenty three to thirty. Uh, his his targets have went up as well. So he's. he's um, Eight targets, seven receptions the last two weeks, and found the end zone last week against New England, who is missing a lot of pieces on their defense. And I've seen, have you guys seen the rumors that Adam Gase, if he gets fired, which he's going to get fired, might be joining the Patriots as a quarterback coach? What? No. Yeah. Wow. Because uh, Bill Belichick earlier, it was either last week, it was either I think it was last week, talked about Gates and said that he's a great coach and that 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 Darnold's been lucky to have him as a coach. Is he trolling though? I don't know, but then rumors came out afterwards that that they were seriously interested in that. That if if he gets fired, that's where he's going to go. He's going to go to New England be their quarterback coach. Hey, maybe you know, hey, maybe Belichick's playing uh, some little reverse psychology, trying to trick the Jets into keeping Gase around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys oh, got man, a great coach. You can keep him. I want him <laughs> if you don't, if you get rid of him. And the Jets are like, oh, we better not get rid of him then. Yep. I oh, fucking man. hope not. That dude needs to never coach again. Well, uh, yeah, but, that wouldn't be good for your Trubisky when he ends up in New England. I, you know, I I see all these people all the time. Like predicting players to go to New England, like like Matt Stafford. I don't want any fucking player to go to New England, like like none, because that offense is so fucking trash. Like Matt Stafford in that situation, like why? What can't the guy go somewhere and once in his career and have like a good offensive mind and a good offense? Like I would love San Francisco for for Stafford. I think that would be a fantastic opportunity or landing spot for him, going there with Kyle Shanahan. Please not fucking sorry ass New England. Where's the enemy gonna go? I, I would love to see Stafford go. Stafford could execute the Pat Mahomes offense. There, there's the been, there has been rumblings out Stafford's there, though. A slinger, man. He slings the rock. Right. I love Stafford. But the enemy, I don't think he's going to get a job. Because he's in Kansas City. there's a lot of rumors out there that the NFL does not like the enemy because of his past and because of all the stuff that he's that uh, if you go look at his past and the things he's gotten in trouble for he it hasn't been recently it's all a lot of it was in his Colorado days um and stuff like that but he's had a lot of off the field stuff and that's why he's never become a head coach it's just hilarious to me though because like so you know Kareem Hunt could he can go find solace in Cleveland and you know still be getting paychecks cut from the man, but Bianami can't go. You know, coach the team like who gives a fuck? It was it was it was all a long time ago. It was like I said, it was back when he was with Colorado. Like it has nothing when since he's been in Kansas City. Like he's been an excellent like nothing. I've never heard a single thing. The players absolutely love Eric Bianami here, so I, I don't know. Like. We'll see. I wow. hope he gets a job. He deserves a job. I'd love to see him go to, to uh, Houston. I think that'd be a good spot for uh, with him and uh, and Watson. Deshaun, yeah, no, that that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling for him, man. He he definitely deserves at, at least to be getting looks. I mean, if he gets passed up for other people, then so be it. But he should definitely be getting interviews. That's crazy. Fuck, fucking a, yeah. But uh, hey, man, speaking of which, before we move on to defense, as we get ready to close this pod out, Kev, you need to. Uh, Keep tabs. This is week 17, so you definitely need to be keeping tabs on the Patriots and Jets' offensive scoring outputs as they're both playing in this game. I'm not sure where you're in Debro's uh, bet 
is at right uh, now. I'm pretty sure it's uh, not anywhere close. The Jets oh, have averaged okay. the Jets have averaged 15 a game. The Patriots have averaged 19 a game. Yeah, it's over. Okay. I, I don't think unless the Jets won like 50 to nothing, I don't think it could flip. Got it. Damn, I thought it was closer than that because of how. I mean, New England's been awful, but the Jets have been right. really awful. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, they they needed more than three points against Seattle, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and and other teams. Oh shit! All right, let's uh let's get ready as we close out this pod here as we're hitting that that ninety minute mark. Shout out to everybody who's rocking along with us at the DJ Nation. Uh, DJ Nation fam, it's the week 17 DraftKings breakdown here, powered by the Fantasy Authority at FF underscore authority is where you can find us on Twitter. Make sure you guys are subscribed to that channel, ton of giveaways that we're doing. And, and you know, just just give us a like. I mean, what, subscribe, give us a like. What what's, what's to hold us back? Comment on the video. Tell us what you like, what you don't like as we're heading into 2021 and through the new season. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys' feedback. Let's talk about defense, guys, as we get ready to wrap up this pod after the build. And uh, defense this week i mean you know how chalk is the colts defense gonna be they're running out matt matt uh glennon uh or mike glennon excuse me they got no dj chark uh i know it's colin johnson rookie but no no colin johnson no james robinson they're 3900 but i expect them to be extremely popular i, I did have interest and with kamara being out now i'm not sure where i'll go with this, but I did have interest in the Saints D, even though it's on the road here, going against Carolina. I mean, no running backs and no Robbie Anderson potentially or, or something to that nature. Um, so definitely a shell of what this offense had been. And Carolina has just been struggling to move the ball so much as recently. They're 3,400. Uh, definitely like them. You guys both talked about how, how much better the Seahawks defense has been. They still come in at 3,000 against San Fran. Like, that's an interesting kind of spot, even though it's on the road. As we scroll down here, I mean, when we get to the Browns at 2,500 going against the Pittsburgh backups, like, please stop it. I mean, really, like I talked about the revenge game and everything like that. And Cleveland's playing for playoff hopes and, you know, shout out to the Steelers. Like I always rock with them, but you know, with the backups going out there, like Cleveland should definitely, you know, have this game handedly. And I know they're dealing with some, some, uh, options on defense that are banged up there, possibly maybe Denzel Ward that I saw, um, and maybe one or two other people, but going against Mason Rudolph, he's just so bad at 2,500. I don't know how you don't get get to the Browns here on your teams. And then 2,300 for the Jets. It's on the road going against the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots have just been so bad. Um, don't even know. I don't even know if we're going to get like Cam. Are we going to get Cam here? Are they just going to yeah. start? Jared Stidham. Okay, we are going to get Cam, but we don't know if we if we can trust Cam to finish the game. As right. has been prevalent in, in multiple showdowns that we've been playing in, uh, and play this guy. He scores the rushing touchdown and up gets benched. Uh, so we could be Jared Stidham there, and, and the Jets defense. They, you know, the Jets season has just been pretty crazy all along. But what they were able to do for the past two weeks, I, I mean, it cost them draft stock, but at least from we don't care about that for TFS purposes. Like it's shown us that the defense can, you know, keep this team in games and, um, you know, with nothing to play for there on either side. Like I don't, I don't mind going with the Jets at 2300, but it really, I, it's hard to even think about playing them over the Browns at 2500 um, at home in a must win game. Uh, Maddie defense, what say you? Uh, Cardinals 2800. They've got 46 sacks this year playing against the Rams without Jared Goff. Uh, no Cooper Cup. So they are my preferred defense if I can get up to them. 
otherwise, I, I think the Browns, I think a lot of people are going to play the Browns at 2,500 against Pittsburgh. Yeah. So if I can find that extra 300, I'm going to. Um, and then I'm good. I'm also good with if we think uh, Tom Brady doesn't play the full game, I like the Falcons defense against Tampa Bay. Um, and then the Jets, I'm good with the Jets as a punt as well. So those, those are really the four that I'm looking at. Yeah. Falcons are definitely interesting there at 2,400. Like, even if they're able to get up points there, if they're getting Blaine Gabbert, you know, for a full half, let's say, um, they could definitely pay pay that off for sure. Kev, defense, talk to us. What are you thinking? I like the Jets a lot. The Jets have been have come through over time and time again this year. If you really look, I mean, it's been more than just this last two weeks. I mean, they haven't been a defense that's given you like double digit uh, points, but a defense that's been routinely disrespected all year and been at least, I think the highest they've been all year was twenty five hundred. You have to go all the way back to week five, but they've pretty much been sub twenty five hundred all year. Outside of the, the Seattle game where they gave there was negative one. You have to go back to week nine where there was negative one. But other than that, eight, nine, five, eight, nine. I mean, so they're a defense that's super cheap that you're not really worried about them killing you. They're not going to, uh, you know, bury you or anything like that and have a little bit of upside. So, and if I don't care who's out there, but if, if Cam only makes it to halftime again, whew, Jared Stidham is fucking trash. Like all these like people that, that think that Jared Stidham should be playing quarterback are fucking are lunatic. Um, but regardless, so I do like the Jets at 2,300. Obviously, the Browns with the Browns, like you said, I, I definitely think are chalk. I think the Falcons are certainly – the Falcons continue to play good defense. Like, the, this defense has just not been the same uh, since uh, Raheem uh, Morris has taken over as the head coach. I don't care if it's Tom Brady playing or not. Like, this defense has been really, really good um, over the last month of the season. And so, yeah. I do like him. I do like them at 2,400. And then uh, – the Cardinals uh, definitely uh, do make a lot of sense at 2,800. And then, I don't know, if you wanted to go like to like the Chargers at 2,800 um, or the Cowboys, for that matter, at 2,900, I think those are all spots you could go to. Yeah, there's, there are some nice options there under the 3K range or 3K if you play Seahawks um, to, to not have to pay up for defense this week. And you're def- I mean, it's a 15-game slate. I'm not going to say you want or need the salary, but – you know, should always be looking to see what you can do with the salary if you pay down at defense to move some of these other guys up. Um, all right, guys, week 17, DraftKings breakdown. That is in the books. But before we let you guys go, we got to do the last regular season DraftKings build here um, for our teams there. We're in the 50K huddle, single entry, $5 entry. Um, Kev, it's been a while since you started off the team. So I'll let you take the reins and go ahead and let us know Uh kind of what we're doing with this team this year or for this week. Monte Adams. Oh, okay. I love it. Start off strong. Uh, Maddie, go ahead. What's the uh, Latavius Murray. Fair enough. And uh, let's put Latavius Murray in there at 56. Uh, I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor at 7,400. Interesting. I like it. That's uh, three players in there. 46-33 is what we're looking at per position, but still have tight end and defense where we can pay down. Let's go – I'm trying to decide if we should go Aaron Rodgers or if I want to go Kirk Cousins. There's some cheap wide receivers. We can make it work, but yeah. potentially. Well, I would say if we went Cousins, then if we'd want to probably go Jefferson. But, yeah, let's go. I'm going to go Cousins. We'll see you, Maddie. Do you guys have a preference on Jefferson or Thielen? Because I'm good. I'm good with either, and then, yeah, I'm good with either. I mean, either 
I, I like them both, uh, to be honest with you. I prefer Justin, but um, All right, let's I go, mean, Jeff. Thielen, Thielen's cheaper. Let's go, Jeff. If we can't, like, if we get back, get to the end, and we're like, oh, we need uh, 200 salary, then we can just play Thielen. All right. So it's on me. Let's see. Uh, because we need salary relief, I just want to see what we can do here with a mini stack there in the Green Bay Chicago game. I'm going to play Mooney at wide receiver. Kind of see where this takes us. Thank, but I think we should be all right. I'm going to go Jerry Judy at flex. 2,800 per position left. Matty, you want to play around with some stuff here? Or what are you thinking? I could go Irv over Mooney if you want that other wide receiver spot. And run double tight end? No, he's saying he can oh. take out Mooney and play Irv at tight end. Take out, yeah, take out Mooney and play Irv Smith at tight end. And we have Judy in the flex. Oh, 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 I see, I see, I see, I see. That would leave you 3,500 at wide receiver. Or, 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 or move up, Judy. So I've got Cousins, oh, Mary, Taylor, Adams. Who was the other wide receiver? Jefferson. 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 That's right. Let's go. Uh, you got like James Washington, Guyton, Keelan Cole. Or, or I mean, I mean, if we don't like the build, I, I don't mind playing Rogers, Kev, if you want to do that. Because I mean, if Adams is if Adams is, is exploding, like Rogers is going to get all that production plus whatever else he's doing. <clears throat> yeah, but how you going? The- Let's go. Uh, change Jefferson to Thielen. Okay. And play Gabe Davis, twenty four hundred for a defense, which should be Falcons. Yeah, I'm gonna put Jets in. So just to make sure we have the team correct, that's Cousins, Murray, Taylor. Adams, Gabe Davis, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith at tight end, Jerry Judy, and then Jets D. There's no no Detroit run back, but I mean, you'd have to play Swift or Marvin Jones to do that. Right. And I'm good without either of those guys. I like it. We'll lock it in. Well, obviously, this is Friday now. So, I mean, no no more important time to pay attention to the news on the weekend. Um, Saturday, some things come to fruition, but definitely Sunday morning as well. So we'll make sure that we uh, keep track of that team and, and can pass that along with you guys at the DJ Nation. Um, guys, it's it's New Year's Day. It's the first day of 2021. And what better way to start it off than with the DJ Nation and with the with the Week 17 pod. So we appreciate you guys rocking with us. If you guys were watching on YouTube, on Periscope, on Twitch, shout out to you guys. Make sure you guys are subscribing to the channel to get the video content get the video content. And if you guys are listening on your audio software there on Apple podcast, Stitcher or what have you, um, we definitely appreciate you guys rocking with us there. Make sure you subscribe as well to those channels and uh, you know, rate, rate and review the pod. We definitely appreciate that. You guys got any final words for the, for the guys before we sign off? No, nah, good luck. It, it's been a heck of a year. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, glad to be back full time on the pod with you guys. Uh, been a blast all 17 weeks. I can't believe that the season's already over, but we've got playoff football coming. So make sure you guys still stay in tune in tune with us. So can't wait yeah, to bring you guys yeah. football breakdowns for playoffs. Yeah, it's been uh, good having all you guys. Uh, good having you back here this year. Uh, it's been a. Uh, it's, it's been it's been you know at uh, six seven months ago. I think people would have uh, maybe balked at the idea that we were going to get all uh, all 16 games in, but uh, here we are. And the yeah. best time of the year of fantasy playoffs come, or of uh, NFL DFS playoffs. So I'm looking forward to that. And like I said, uh, we'll be back here every single week um, through the Super Bowl, uh, given the fantasy goodness. I believe 
Der- uh, Derek Brown and Big Cummins uh, might be joining us next week for the wild card breakdown. So that should be a lot of fun too to get the, the, the band back together for another show. Hopefully it's not a three hour show because, <laughs> you know, when we did like the Thanksgiving one, it was like two hours for three games oh, or man. two games actually. Um, two games. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe it? And so, this time we're going to have a buttload of games with the, with the extra game that we get in with the extra teams. So, uh, yeah. And next year's gonna, you guys, did you guys see that next year they approved the 17 game schedule? Yep. Jeez. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's that, very well, like 18 weeks of 18, 19 weeks of football, depending on yep. how they work, if they give two buys or however they do this. A beautiful, beautiful thing. But I will say, you know, keep that, keep the, Redraft and, and dynasty fantasy leagues into that into that week sixteen. We don't need any bullshit. I don't know. It depends. Um, I mean, it depends on how it works now. I mean, I don't know. Like, because we're gonna have to see how the schedule plays out. It's gonna be interesting uh, change for next year. So, and if for not, year I, one, we need to keep it the same. <laughs> see how don't it plays fuck out. With it. <laughs> but uh, and everybody that's watching right now, make sure you hit that like that that, that thumbs up button. Uh, helps us out. Yes, and uh, we really appreciate everybody rocking with us this year. It's been a lot of fun. But we got so much content coming out, uh, just the start of a new year. And now uh, we just uh, hit the reset and uh, we start over and uh, start to grind all over again. So uh, we're going to win some people some money this week, hopefully, and uh, win a lot of money for the NFL playoffs because it's always my most lucrative time of the year is the NFL playoffs. I seem to do the best. Um, so, And I get one more showdown slate on Sunday. To, I, I've come so fucking yep. close to taking down a showdown slate every <laughs> yeah. week. It fucking yeah, irritates me. Yeah. I'm like right there. Kev, you so, got to be all in on showdown this week. There's, oh, I'm going to have a lot of this Eagles and uh, Washington game. No Miles Sanders, no Boston Scott. So, Hey, Corey Clement, Jordan Howard, wheels up. <laughs> Godspeed with you, Kev. Hey, DJ Nation fam, we appreciate it. DJ Nation Pod is where you can find us on Twitter. Um, also, make sure you guys are, are subscribed or are following along if you aren't already with the Fantasy Authority, FF underscore authority. That's where you can get all the news and updates and content that we're pushing out, um, as well as, you know, following along to the YouTube channel. We're definitely going to make sure that we get you some more DFS content outside of the pod um, going into the fantasy playoffs. So you have, you know, something to go off of there and as well don't forget that kevin said we're doing an nfl playoff challenge on nfl.com reach out to the dj nation reach out to any one of us um, to kind of get those details there and we'll definitely help you out as well there week 17 that's in the books uh episode 96 so we're definitely going to hit 100 uh this year with you guys we're excited about that so make sure you guys tune in next week for the wild card breakdown as we get some guests on here for you guys but until then go out in the streets get that money for week 17 signing off for maddie buckets maddie dfs is where you can find him on twitter the godfather himself mr kevin Steele at fantasy Raft 13 and myself ryan williams you can find me on twitter at ryan alexander w underscore w uh, best of luck in week 17. It's going to be a fun one. Until then, peace. We'll catch you guys next week. You think you can tell me what to do? You know who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the war back. I see what you got. It measures it out But that's a break, boy. When you need 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.